Magical Miss Entertainment Production, hosted by Miss Nikki Kirby, co-hosted by Saul Ravencraft, sponsored by Ever Moving We Rise, and Moonlight Potions and Charms. Executive Producer, Nikki Kirby. And welcome to the sewing edition of Witch Hat Chats. <laughs> Sponsored by Ever Moving We Rise and Moonlight Potions and Charms. I am your amazing redhead goddess host, Miss Nikki. And we are proud to say that we have our wonderful co-host. Mr. Solon Ravencraft. How are you doing, Saul? <laughs> I am good. You called me Solon Ravencraft. I guess I can be Solon Ravencraft. I mean, it is Solon, right? Yes, we have changed your name today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm uh, I'm looking at myself in the camera in this hat, and uh, and I, I look like Terry Pratchett. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, is kind of wild. Um, I guess I guess I'm becoming more wizardly. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. My face has never looked like this before. Uh, uh, growing out the beard has been a strange experience uh, to see myself in this other form, uh, and I'm not. I'm still getting used to it, uh, and it it keeps evolving. So. <laughs> Hopefully it's a good thing. Well, soon you'll have little children hanging from it. Ah, yeah, I can't wait for that. Can't wait for that. How are you today, Nikki? I am good. I am very good. It has just been madness. October has had all kinds of stuff going on. And uh, it's... Uh, it's been good, but oh my gosh, uh, I can't I can't tell what day it is uh, at any given moment. Uh, I just it's it's just thing after thing after thing, and uh, but that is the nature of the season. It's when everyone else catches up with us. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, they don't catch up with us. They just come at that particular moment to watch us. That's what. Fair they enough. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. So, so what you been up to and what what you want to be doing um, over the week? Well, uh, we had uh, the Ravencraft Vault of Horror uh, episodes, which uh, which I got to uh, got to enjoy, and uh, that uh, we we saw Trick or Treat, which is a great little anthology movie. Um, and it was funny, uh, uh, also, uh, on Monday, my, uh, my wife had, uh, the day away from work and she had something that she needed to do. And she, uh, found a Halloween movie that was playing at a local, uh, movie and eatery. And she said, we should go watch that together. And it was trick or treat the movie I had just shown twice. 
um but like sure yeah let's let's go ahead and watch it because i didn't get to watch it with you and uh make it a a different uh experience but it was just so funny (laughs) that that was what she happened to pick out and of course i'm doing the spirit sessions uh i have lots of different modes uh that i'm working with those at um arcanum's house of curiosities we're doing them more in a workshop mode uh, and then we uh, have a uh, the ones uh, that I'm doing at a location in Georgetown. Uh, it's a private location, so I can only reveal it to ticket holders. But uh, we're able to go deeper. Uh, we we workshop things a little bit, but when then we we really open up and uh, and work to connect. And uh, it's it's been wonderful to share that with people and bring all that together. Uh, it's a uh, it's an exciting thing to do, uh, but uh, but wow, <laughs> it's it's a lot of energy, and I'm still doing readings at Curie Arcanum's House of Curiosities. Uh, if I don't have any conflicts, um, I have uh, uh, corporate fortune telling things that I'm doing. Um, you know, I had uh, I had uh, a piece that I did at uh, uh, for the ACL Festival here in Austin. And uh, we had some little uh, note uh, pieces that were designed for the event that had the sponsor's logo on it. And uh, so I was able to tell how many readings I had done that night. And I did 26 readings in three hours. Um, And uh, boy, Uh, just back to back to back to back to back. It's a different style uh, of doing things that way. And, and I enjoy doing it that way. It's, it's amazing how you can create a meaningful reading for someone with such a tight restriction like that. Uh, but uh, holy smokes. <laughs> uh, uh, that was exhausting. Um, and it's just, it's that kind of a thing, just bouncing around from very different styles of events. Um, and, and each one has just a completely different vibration. And I guess that's one thing that the people don't necessarily understand about, uh, us is, is we have the mode that we show for witch hat chats, which is very focused about the spiritual aspect of what we do. But I am deeply embedded in, in, you know, the entertainment side of, of spookiness and, and that kind of thing all year round, uh, with my paranormal entertainment. Uh, and I know that you're involved with, with other kinds of things as well. And, uh, uh, the October is when all that stuff busts loose. Um, whereas throughout the rest of the year, I can do like a you know a piece of it over here and a piece of it over there, and it's going to happen over over a period of time. But but in October, you know, you got something going on five days in a row. Uh, not that I'm complaining. <laughs> <laughs> But it is exhausting. Uh, and one of the things that, that I've done, uh, finally, um, finally trying to turn back to my own uh, 
website and things like that is I've got a page called uh, Ravencraft's Weirdly Wonderful World. There's also a collection on Eventbrite for that. And what I'm trying to do is have a better collection of the different stuff that I'm doing so that you can see it all together. Uh, I try to do it on Facebook, but Facebook makes everything very scattered and there's limitations as to how you can show things. And so I'm trying to keep something central that that's easy to to keep up with so you can see the free things i'm doing the ticketed things i'm doing um i need to try and get some of the the virtual things put in there um and and all of that but uh but that is there you go to soulravencraft.com slash www and in this case that stands for weirdly wonderful world see and it'll show you all the stuff so um so that's that's been something i've snuck in in the middle and uh and oh i gotta show you this i gotta show you this this is so silly but um um but i want to show you <laughs> check that out dogs doing a seance <laughs> so i've been playing a lot with uh one of those ai engines that i'm able to run on my own system uh, it's called Stable Diffusion, and you can give it text, and it'll create a picture. And so I had it create a picture. Um, that There's that famous painting, Dogs uh, Playing Poker, and I had it create one called Dogs Doing a Seance. And it was able to give me everything except the Ouija board. I couldn't quite figure out how to get... The Ouija board, it just it wouldn't put it in there correctly. So I ended up putting that in there myself and getting it to match the style. And uh, so there we go. A, a new piece of art for the ages. Dogs doing a seance. <laughs> Love it. I'm having so much fun with that stuff. So anyway, uh, uh, check out Saul Ravencraft's Weirdly Wonderful World. You'll see a link to it from the front of my page, SaulRavencraft.com. Hopefully that'll help you keep up with things that are going on. Uh, and, and I'm going to work at making that better and better and more reliable as we go. Uh, and it'll fork off to uh, Facebook and, and all the other stuff that I'm doing. But right now the focus has been the spirit sessions. Uh, for next month, I'll have uh, the Vault of Horror and, and uh, what I'm doing at Curia Canum and, and all that stuff will be a little easier to track there. So there we go. Uh, my website needs a lot of redoing uh, in my copious free time, which is not in October. Um, now, you look like you've got at least as much going on as I do right now. What is going on with you, Nikki? All right. So, of course, there's a lot going on with me. Now, with Ever Moving We Rise, we do a lot of rituals. So, we had to move our Samhain ritual to October the 25th. And what we're going to do is a little bit different. We're actually going to take away what we no longer need. And so with people, we need to be able to um, think about what we no longer need in our lives. And we're just going to just sweep that out. We're just going to take it away, take it away, take it away. So I'm really looking forward to doing that on October 25th. 
and you will find that information down in the summary, as well as the link. On the first, we have our annual ancestor blessing ritual, or actually ancestor remembrance, not a blessing. And it's a wonderful, beautiful ritual that we do each and every year. And it's a safe space. We come and we honor our ancestors. We encourage our attendees to bring their photos or anything that they have. I mean, like, um, what do they call it? Um, items that their ancestors have had. And talk about, give us, give us a short, brief story about them and why they mentor, why they're so important in their lives. This brings the ancestors back into our lives. It brings them back into memories. And this is what the ancestors look like. And we also do a couple other things. And I'm really excited because we always get a big turnout. And it's a very, very beautiful ceremony. So we also do this with pets as well. Because our pets are our children. And they're extremely wonderful. Wonderful little creatures. So if you want to know more about that event, you can come to our summary. And it tells you everything else you need to know. Now, for Moonlight Potions and Charms, we're still getting our five-star reviews. Five stars for our excellent products, our amazing service, and also for fast shipping. And we're still an SE Star seller. And that is very hard to get. So I want to talk to you about our ancestor readings that we do. They are an amazing, amazing service. Because not only do we help you to get in touch with your ancestors and give you their important messages that they're that you're supposed to get, but a lot of times it gives you a, so much more of a connection with them, and it and it just takes you to a place in which you never ever thought you would go with them. So it's a wonderful way of, of starting that connection with your ancestors. Or if you already have a connection with your ancestors, it's a great way of deepening that relationship. So I really, truly encourage people to do this reading. We also have our regular um, tarot, uh, Hoodoo Tarot readings. And with a Hoodoo Tarot reading, it's not just a regular reading because anybody can tell you what, what a card means. That's not, that's not it. We use our intuition, we use our connections to your ancestors, to your spirits. And we also, at times, because we are spiritual workers, use our abilities to sit here and say, okay, if we see something necessary that you may need, we'll tell you what you need, what spirit will prescribe to you, so you can be able to reach the goal that you want to reach to. So that's another reason why you may want to get a Hoodoo Tarot spell um, reading. And we also have our new items that are in. we got our new uh, Marie Laveau. No, she's not new. We still have our Marie Laveau 
Authors on the Go. She is an amazing, amazing woman. And she was actually above her <laughs> before her time. She was feared. She was respected. She helped and believed in the community. And we have so many products named after this amazing woman that I am a devotee of hers. And I love her so much. We've got products for Papaleba. We've got new products that have just come in. And it's just such a glorious experience to be able to make these products and to give them or provide them for our clients. And then our clients come back and tell us these stories about how it's helped them through whatever situation that they are enduring right now. Or it has enlightened them or deepened their relationship with their goddess or god or loa. Um, it's just amazing. So you go ahead and look on to our website. You can find us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. You can even find us now on Witch Lens, which is a new um, social media. But for now, it's only available to people who actually use Apple. So check that out. And for Witch Hat Chats, we are on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. So follow us and like our pages. We're also on Spotify, Amazon Music, and Apple Podcasts. So make sure you are able to subscribe, follow us, and like our pages. And if you want to know where we're all going to be at, you go to our link tree to find out where we are. And this year, we're going to be starting. We're going to be starting to do. Saul and I have agreed that we're going to be taking petitions from the community for your ancestors and your pets that have passed on. And so I'm going to set up something on our page, and you just write in the petition. And what Saul and I are going to do. It's on November 1st. We will be um, taking those petitions and we'll burn them in a special ceremony so that those petitions will go directly to your ancestors and they will be, he, they will hear those messages from you. So even if you're not practicing ancestor um, work, or you're not doing ancestor work, or even if you have an altar and you're still doing ancestor work, you can be able to come to us. This is no charge to you. This is a community service, a free community service that we do, and we're going to start doing it every single year. That um, Just go ahead, write that petition out, and what we'll do is we'll put it on paper, we'll roll it, and we'll burn them. On that night. And this is a free service for you. Ain't that right, Saul? You betcha. <laughs> now, it's, it's, a, it's a good thing. Uh, it's the kind of thing that happens 
when you attend a, a Samhain ceremony or, or something like that, uh, that there is a, a sort of a spirit connection. And uh, not everybody has uh, the ability or the comfort to go to something like that. And so this is a way that our Witch Hat Chats community can have that same level of ceremony, uh, but to do it virtually uh, and to participate. And, and you may find that if you participate virtually, that over time you're able to broaden those connections and uh, do it in a, in a live ceremony with your, uh, with your fellow witches when, uh, when that time rolls around. Uh, but uh, we are a community. We are a family here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I believe you have some additional announcements to make? Well, I just wanted to talk for a moment about uh, what's coming up in November. Uh, we try to be very proactive in what we do here our witch's cabinet at the end of the show is all about practical magic taking what we're thinking about and and putting it into practice and right now we're we have an opportunity to use the election box to help manifest what it is that we want uh, you do the magic at home you burn the candles you send the intentions but it's always about action. It's always about what you do from there. You can't work the spell and then lay on the couch eating candy, right? Waiting for things to happen. You gotta be willing to get out there and do it. And in this case, it is your electoral privileges that you have uh, that is gonna set things into motion. And nothing is going to change unless we take action. Now, that means being registered to vote. Hopefully you already are. Uh, if not, then you need to see if that's possible by the time election day rolls around. Even if you can't register to vote, there are ways that you can help. You can give people rides. You can help watch kids. You can do things. You, you, you can make lunch for someone so that they can go on their lunch hour to uh, to be able to vote. You can do things to help support others in their vote. Uh, now is the time to make sure that you've got the time away from work to vote. If that can't happen, can you do early voting? What What do you need in order to exercise your vote? And the time to think about that is not the night before. The time to think about that is now and get that worked out and have that plan and know who it is that you want to support to create the society and create the world that you want, right? That is the action. We send out the intentions and we do the work on the, the witchy side, on the metaphysical side, but then you got to go and do the real world work. And I believe that if we all do that, if we all really put ourselves forward and do that, that change will happen. And those that think they are in control will be astonished. But we got to do the work. So I encourage you to put your thoughts toward this. If you're one of those people that goes, eh, I never bother, please bother, bother. And if you can't actually pull the lever yourself, 
uh, don't don't have someone else pull it for you. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> right? But participate in some way to help others do that. And let's get as many voices, as many votes out there as we can to show people uh, who we really are. And that's all I got to say about that. Yes. Rock the vote. Rock it. Witch the vote. <laughs> yes, let's witch it. Let's spell it. Yeah, spell the vote. V-O-T-E. <laughs> because it. I already have. <laughs> All right. So is it time for a divination reading? Yes, indeed. What you got for us today, Nikki? Awesome. So everybody knows that I usually drink yogi um, tea. And but today I'm not drinking it. I'm actually drinking a combination of green tea and Earl Grey. And that is absolutely great because what it does is it clears your mind and it actually calms you down at the same time. So it's really good tea. But nobody ever makes it's hard to find green earl gray tea it's really hard to find you, you can find it but it's hard to find but so today i decided instead of going with one of the tea divinations that this is a solwyn edition let's go with something a little thing about what somebody's saying about solwyn so i figure out let's take a quote from alice hoffman's book practical magic and the quote i selected was there's a little witch in all of us so what do you think about that Saul? well um gosh there's all kinds of answers and and i'm gonna try to not say something offensive uh <laughs> we can't see you mess up here here i'll uh we'll just well, uh, gosh, there's all kinds of things that come to mind, and I'm going to try not to say anything that will upset anybody. Um, oh, but uh, <laughs> I, I think it, I think it goes back to to one of my my basic principles when it comes to anything uh, a witchy or or spiritual or or anything like that, and that is that anyone can throw a ball. All right, anyone can take a ball and go. Ooh. Right, you may not throw it with any uh, with speed or accuracy. You may not be a sports star, but anyone can throw a ball. And when it comes to metaphysics, when it comes to connecting with the universe, uh, uh, with magic or or anything like that, it's it's not like on Harry Potter where where you got to be a special kind of person, uh, and and someone goes, oh, you're a wizard, Harry. Oh, and by the way, we uh, we lost we we just lost Robbie Coltrane, who played mm -hmm. Hagrid. Um, so we're not gonna, yeah, gosh, that, that, uh, that sucks. But, you know, you, you don't need some special anointing to be involved with this kind of stuff. Uh, we all have a connection to the universe. We're all able to do something, but we have to dare. We have to try and we have to know that it's possible. And when you do, 
amazing things happen. Uh, but when when you you don't, then you just sort of sit off on the side and you become you become a resource for someone else's manifestation. Uh, so yeah, you you should you should find that little spot of you that has the touch of magic and uh, and shine the light on it and open that up and do it. <laughs> I always tell my customers and students that they should honor their little witch because the little witch actually is exists in all of us. It is where our magic comes from. It is where our imagination, our ideas start because the little witch has absolutely no filters. It has when when I say filters, I mean it has no racial issues, no issues with the handicap, no issues with age, no issues with sex, no issues at all. It is a blank slate, period. And it's the one that has the magic, the wonder, the imagination. It has everything. Because there's nothing there that influences it or anything. That is where your magic comes from. And so I tell all of my students and I tell all of my customers to put something on your altar to actually represent the little witch. And so what I put on my altar to represent my little witch is... My Yoda, that is what, the baby Yoda, isn't he cute? Love it. It's got to be something that's fun. It's got to be something that you can look at and instantly laugh about. It's got to be something that's playful because that's what the little witch is. And I say at least once a month, go into meditation and talk to your little witch whoever it may be. So that way, your magic will continue to be fresh. It will continue to grow. It will continue to expand. So yes, right. honor that little witch. You betcha. I like it. And so with that, we need to listen to these important messages from our sponsors. Have you wondered what spirituality is? Spirituality is limitless, as it does not contain any boundaries on beliefs or practices. Spirituality's most important component is personal experience, and allows one to explore it freely. Every Moving We Rise is a spiritual moving tradition, as our name is our lifestyle, because we are persistently rising and moving forward. We realize that everyone's spiritual journey is extremely personal, but more easily traveled with reinforcement. We'll teach you to become friends with your shadow, emerge your authentic self, and give you time and space to develop your own spirituality. And when situations mount back, you'll have the entire community behind you, as we are a magical family who work to sustain each other. 
Discover the benefits of working within a society dedicated to helping you grow on your personal path. Visit us on our website, Linktree, or Facebook page and discover why we don't fit in the box. Behind the door and you should find the return of the bare bone trio. See no evil, hear no evil, and speak no evil, skeletons. This bare bone trio reminds us not to take life too seriously and shows us the sense of humor we all have. Each one crafted with specific details and are great for the Day of the Dead, your ancestor altar, Halloween, Samhain, Hecate, and the possibilities are limitless. And there is so much more in our wicked store to help you to embrace the power of your own magic to come on in to Moonlight Potions and Charms at www.moonlightpotionscharms.com and discover the wicked things that ignite the magical passion in you. At Witch Hat Chats, we promote magical knowledge, arts, and music from all cultures. We invite you to join us as our guests who share your practice, especially if your traditions are lesser known. Email us at witchhatchats at gmail.com. Tune in every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on our Facebook page. And welcome back to Witch Hat Chats, the Sawan Edition 2022. It's me and Miss Nikki Kirby here. And uh, one of the traditions that I have brought into the show on our celebrations of the Wheel of the Year is I like to share a poem. It's funny, I was never big on poetry when I was in... Uh, a kid and and in high school uh, I enjoyed Shakespeare and and that sort of thing but but didn't really get into poetry so much but being on this program and dealing with a lot of this stuff uh, these ideas and and the spiritual side of them and the contemplation of them has has gotten me into poetry I love finding poems that are related to these seasons and to share them and uh, and I got one. Uh, I got one here. Uh, it is called Sawin. It is by Annie Finch. And uh, this one's this one's shorter, but uh, I love its message. It is very much about that that time of year and that spirit connection. Here we go. Sawin by Annie Finch. In the season, leaves should love since it gives them leave to move through the wind toward the ground they were watching while they hung. Legend says there is a seam stitching darkness like a name. Now, when dying grasses veil earth from the sky in one last pale wave, as autumn dies to bring winter back and then the spring, we who die ourselves can peel back another kind of veil 
that hangs among us like thick smoke. Tonight, at last, I feel it shake. I feel the night stretching away thousands long behind the days till they reach the darkness where all of me is ancestor. I move my hands and feel a touch move with me. And when I brush my own mind across another, I am with my mother's mother. Sure as footsteps in my waiting self, I find her, and she brings arms that carry answers for me, intimate, awaiting bounty. Carry me. She leaves this trail through a shudder of the veil, and leaves like amber where she stays, a gift for her perpetual gaze. Mm -hmm. Lovely ideas, lovely images there. Mm -hmm. Very much so. And I enjoy the, the way that she ties the leaves on the trees with the leaving of the spirit and a similar flight, a similar freedom suddenly released to move into whatever awaits us after. It's the same thing. Do you think yeah, about the afterlife? You know, I was I was sitting there thinking, you know, my favorite part was I feel the night stretching away thousands long behind the days till they reach the darkness where all of me is ancestor. Right. Right. Yeah. It's weird um, to think of ourselves as becoming the ancestors. You know, but we all is, do. We all will. But you know what? While I was away last week, I came across a picture of us in our future selves as ancestors. Really? Well, Can I see oh, it? Yeah. Show them, Saul. See? There we are. <laughs> doing, we are still doing witch hat chats <laughs> in the afterlife. That's right. It'll never end. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that the, the 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 there's rabbit ears going on there too. Yeah, that's what I'm doing behind you. Yeah. <laughs> and I brought my phone to do oh, all the recording. My. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's a that's a that's a terrible thing to think about. Everybody on their phone in the afterlife. Uh. Yeah, but hey, that's what chat chats on the go, man. There you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, you're a silly witch. <laughs> but I love you. Oh, that was so much fun. <laughs> Thank you, Sal. Well, and I think it's important for us to have fun with all of this kind of stuff. I try not to have a broomstick up my ass when it comes to all of these things. Uh, yes, these are important times, and, and the center of what I do is, is uh, 
I, I hate to use words like profound because that makes me sound like I'm all important and I'm just a seeker like everybody else. Uh, but I mean, I do try to treat these things with, with reverence and to approach them as sacred things. But at the same time, you gotta, you gotta enjoy the ride. Uh, and uh, I, you know, for example, I know some people that get upset about uh, movies involving witchcraft. Uh, and I, I love horror movies. I love I love some of those movies about the the uh, like like what what we're gonna watch next month in, in Vault of Horror is the Haunted Palace with Vincent Price, and it's about someone that, who yes. oh it's great and it's it, awesome. it, it, it it's it's about a, a an evil man with powers who who places his curse on the village as they put him to death. And and you know, yes, he does remanifest, and and you know, I love movies about about exorcism and and uh, Ouija boards gone wrong and all of that kind of thing. Even though they're fantasy, and I know they're fantasy, and that's not the way that this stuff actually goes. I mean, they're tiny little ideas in there that you probably need to to heed <laughs> right? you you don't just open yourself to up up to to everything without placing some kind of boundaries around things but but i love that stuff it it amuses me so much and and i i know there's a difference between the fantasy cartoony silly enjoyment side of this stuff and and the the real practice uh and i i think that a lot of times things like harry potter uh and and things that are are a little cartoony uh about what we do uh they they get people curious and that's what exactly. leads people to finding out about the real pathways there so I celebrate those things, and I, I laugh at the parts that are stupid. Uh, I, I think there are very few situations where something like that is genuinely harmful. Uh, uh, very, very rarely. Uh, it just, you know, you probably need to read a book or something. But uh, I don't know. Do you get bothered by, by outrageous witchy movies and, and that sort of thing? Not really. I just think they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I like that. You know, what? the thing about it is what really bothers me is that I don't get scared. You know, it's, nothing scares me anymore. I mean, right. I grew up with two brothers who watch Michael Myers, um, Jason, Freddy Krueger, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, all of those bloody things, and all their sequels. Hellraiser was their favorite, mm -hmm. and, and so on and so on. And so, and I worked with severely um, uh, mentally ill people, and I and when I mean work with them, I took them out into the community. I stayed in their homes. I and also worked with them 
severe people of addiction as well. And so, hell, I walked in dark rooms with these damn people. You know, I mean, nothing scared me. And I'm talking about um, schizophrenics. I talk about people who were cutting themselves, stuff like that. Nothing scared me. Um, so that's what I want is every time that's what my major disappointment usually is because I will say, Oh, this is the scariest movie. It ain't scary. Yeah. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. And it just hit me the other day. Why Jason keeps coming back. Why Michael Myers keeps coming back. Well, all these P these slasher people keep coming back. And do you know why? So, why is that? Because they did not consult with a root worker. <laughs> and I want to know this. This is a fact. Okay. According from from the Irish, what a lot of people would do if there's somebody that was being buried that they didn't like, like an uncle, maybe the uncle had molested, you know, the, the younger children or they were, he was just a bastard or it could be a female. Maybe the aunt was just a bitch and she, and she just molested that molested the little boys or molested the girls or she smacked them around or, you know, whatever had happened. What these people who were their victims would do was, wait until they went down into the grave and the grave was, you know, properly um, done and they would drink beer. That's the reason why they would drink beer at the, at the um, grave site. And then when everybody was gone for the day and everybody had left the graveyard, they were still there and they would piss on their grave and pissing <laughs> on their grave kept them in their grave. Right. So nobody pissed on Michael Myers' grave or on Jason's grave or any of their <laughs> other graves. So that's the reason why the bastards keep coming back. So well, we watched uh, We watched Halloween Kills the other day, which is the next to the last uh Halloween movie with Michael Myers. And uh it's the one where all of the, the people of the village village uh, <laughs> uh all the all the townspeople get together and they they take him down by golly they 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 bring their own uh implements of destruction and they take him down and he's laying there and and uh, uh spoiler alert uh and and i'm saying well cut off his head <laughs> Right, if you need to cut off his head now, because and you need to on him, <laughs> and and they didn't cut off his head, and sure enough, he jumped back up and took them all out, and and you know, if if you go back into the lore, when when you got something like that, you got to cut off its head, you got to stake it into the grave. I mean, there there are there are yeah. well-founded traditions on how you deal with this stuff, and they don't do that in any of these movies. I agree with you. They need a consultant. <laughs> they need a consultant. How to how to make your monsters stay dead? Um, now, yeah. I also wanna I also wanna talk a moment about. Uh, 
not being scared by things. So one of the things that for me, when I first uh, got an interest in horror movies and all that, is I got an interest in the filmmaking, the special effects and all of that. And I became very aware of how all of this stuff works. I became very aware of the storytelling. Of course, as you go deeper down your path as a, as a practitioner, you encounter all kinds of crazy stuff. And you realize how what you're shown in the movies is just a pale imitation of some of this lore. And that you got to face it anyway. And that a lot of the things that people are afraid of like ghosts and 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 that sort of thing are not really things to be feared they're things to be addressed in some way but they're not something that that is is it's not something that's going to get you and so i find in these movies that i don't necessarily get scared either uh every once in a while there like there, there was one moment in halloween kills where a guy got a knife to the eye that just kind of jumped out at me and was like whoa whoa <laughs> when that happened because it was really effectively done um and so i'll, I'll get i'll get the cringy moments like that but i don't i don't necessarily have a moment where i'm i'm sitting in terror because i know that because of who I am and what I do, things aren't coming out to get me. The monsters aren't monsters. They're they're others. And and if if I had to deal with some of the monsters that are depicted in movies, I would start by showing them respect. Uh, because they very rarely are just gonna go and murder everybody. That, that's just, that's more a movie thing than, than a real thing. But I, I so want these things in my life because they are fantasy. I, it's so disappointing when you get into being a magical practitioner to see that, that sparks probably aren't going to come out of your wand. And oh, isn't that sweet? Saul is going to give Jason a bouquet of roses. Oh, well, you might just offer in some beef jerky or something and, and see. Dude, you um, haven't eaten in over 50 years, man. Here you go. Some have, a, have a sandwich, man. Um, just don't but, kill me. Go kill those other people. We're good. <laughs> But but what I'm saying is is I think these fantasies are important. It's fun to see how magic is you know they they say the words and the glowing symbols happen in the air and the lightning strikes and the wind blows and and you know when 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 we're doing when we're doing our stuff it, it's you know maybe the cat chimes in but <laughs> But outside of that, it can be very unspectacular in a lot of ways. And so for me, these these movies about magic and monsters and and all of this supernatural lore just blown up to cartoonish proportions, to me, that reminds me of the impact of what I do has. And even though I don't see all the spectacle that we get in the movies, 
there there is there is that vibration going out and and somehow i feel like like enjoying these things helps enhance the the aspect that i'm doing and keeps me from getting gloomy and get keeps me from getting uh cynical and and you know i i does that make any sense at all to you do you understand what i'm yeah, saying it does it's just like um there is a tv show off Eclix. Of and it's called, they've only had one season. They said they're going to bring on another season um, sometime either this year or next year. And it's called They. And what it's about, it's about um, this town. And, um, and it's also about this family. This family is supposedly going on a vacation when they had to get off the highway. And they're trying to get back onto the highway when a tree, when they come across this tree and this group of crows and they can't pass. So they're backing up, trying to find a way on this, back on the highway. They can't. They come across this town and they're trying to ask for directions and all the townspeople are acting really, really weird. And they're having a funeral at the same time. And somebody comes across and says, just go straight and you'll get back onto the highway. So they keep going straight, but they keep coming back around to this town. So they turn around, they go the other direction. It doesn't matter where they turn, they're still coming back into this town. And so they end up crashing. And... What end, ends up happening is townspeople end up coming and finding them and getting them to safety because at night they get hunted by these creatures that look like humans. They talk like humans, but they're not human. Now, for me, when I say something during a movie, holy shit <laughs> or oh, damn, that doesn't mean I'm scared. It means right. somebody else is fucking going to get scared as hell. Okay? Right. Because these creatures eat people. And the way that they slash them up mm -hmm. and the way that they look like it, it's kind of like what you're, if you ever watched Jurassic Park yeah. and you see the leftovers of the other dinosaurs from Jurassic Park, uh -huh. that's what they do to the humans. Oh, wow. And they torture them. <laughs> And they get fun, and it's a fun thing for these creatures. Wow. And they come out at night. And it's not just people from, like, one location. They're from all over the, um, all over the United States that somehow get trapped in this one location. So they're trying to find a way of getting out of this town. Mm -hmm. And it's a real, it's a mystery. It's, it really draws me in, really interesting. And like I said, it's only got one season so far, but it's called Day, and I really, truly love it. But like I said, it's not for small children. It's, and if you're one of those type of people who get scared easily, you may not want to watch it. Because like I said, when it came to the part, and it shows you to a certain degree what they do, you're going to say, holy shit. <laughs> 
Yeah. So I understand what you're saying. I mean, the last time I got scared was when I was a kid, you know, and um, and the movies that scare me as a kid don't scare me now. Right. And the only really the only quote monster that actually scared me was Freddy Krueger. Okay, and I'll tell you why. Even though each one of those monster stories actually has a real story backing it up, Freddy mm-hmm. Krueger does. Um, and it was because he could come and get you in your dreams. Right. That was the reason. Yeah. Um, the other guys, I figure my mom would beat the shit out of them when I was a kid. <laughs> a big deal. Because she would. She would kill them. No big deal. So I was safe. <laughs> When it gave me that, my brothers would be cowards and throw me to to them, and then my spirits were running beat the shit out of them. So I mean, I right. I was okay when it came to them. Freddie was another thing. Um, but I love the original, not the new, the original Polar Guys series. Right, and right. that still creeps me out. And it's because I have actually grew up with people, especially in Polarized 2, that are like that. That And those people were, happen to be related to me. And I've actually had events similar to what has happened in Polarized growing up. So, yes, it still kind of creeps me out. But also, Steven Spielberg did that. I don't know who did the remake. The remake wasn't anywhere like the, the um original version sure yeah so you know i i like to do i always watch horror movies all year long yeah me too. And, and trying to find a good one is just very difficult you know one sure. that's going to catch my eye because a lot of them they just want to show blood everywhere and they don't ha- don't they don't have any story to it, you know. Well, I enjoy some of the bad ones too. Uh, sometimes there's just something glorious about some of these terrible attempts uh, at movie making that people do, and and bless their hearts for getting all the way through it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 somebody's somebody's creation, uh, and uh, sometimes they're uh, uh, they have these these little moments of gold, but but sometimes they just show you things you've never seen before. <laughs> it just oh, uh, so yeah, and and I think it's okay uh, personally. I think the people that are easily frightened are people who are in least control of their own path. They haven't taken on any, uh, any of the things that, that we talk about uh, for, for moving toward your own destiny. And the, you, you know you are prey uh, when your life is like that. And so... Uh, the thing in the movie is going to get you because everything's going to get you. Uh, you're helpless. And when you learn how to not be helpless, those things are less scary and they're more entertaining. 
and and that's okay. I don't I don't want to go be I don't want to go through life being afraid. Been there, done that, and uh, I I much prefer this part of the path. Right. Where, where you can wear a hat like this and no one can say anything. Well, they can say stuff, but you don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's power. <laughs> right. Well, it's time for us to take a break and get a word from our sponsors. So pay attention to this stuff you need to know. I'm Saul Ravencraft, co-host of Witch Hat Chats. I understand just how confusing and chaotic it can be to open to a path of magic and manifestation. Everything seems to turn on its head. I want to be an ally as you find the way upon your path. My studio setup will let us do readings, coaching, and exploration virtually, just as though you were sitting across the table from me. One size does not fit all. And we will work together to craft the right approaches to build your practice, your confidence, and your power using the tools of divination, magical works, and spirit connections. It's never too late to embrace a new path and emerge empowered. Go to TexasMojoMan.com and select Contact to begin. There's a message now. Let's get started working on your very good fortune. Get ready to manifest. January 21st, 2023. Amazing minds sharing and interacting with you. Make new connections on your magical path. Using our magic for social justice. Manifestasia 2023. January 21st and 22nd, weekend passes are only $64, available soon. And welcome back to Witch Hat Chats, Sawin Edition. And Saw and I, we are chatting about what we do for the month of October here. You know, it's so great to do the horror movies and stuff like that. But there's also other things that we do. So one of the things that I love to do is go to these haunted houses that are around. And I remember when I lived in San Jose, I would always, I used to go every day to the Winchester Mystery Mansion. Ooh. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was awesome. I've only seen documentaries about that. I've never had the opportunity to be there. Um, yeah, uh, fascinating place. Yep, and I talked to Mrs. Winchester myself, and she nice. she is a very very fascinating woman. She has a very clear mind, so she's not crazy. A lot of people thought, and this is just a way that. Women are treated. If women have an idea that's outside society, outside the box, just like witches, just like voodoo practitioners, just like all the other people that we are, 
they are thought to be crazy right, or strange, and they need to be pushed out of society and never return, you know? But she is a very, very clear-minded ghost and very intelligent ghost as well. And I found that out. And I remember what they do is during the tours, and they have night tours as well. But during the tours, the regular tour, they bring you up into her room, which is beautiful. And they explain to you the theories of why she created this house. And according to the old, according to the legend, okay, right. her husband and her baby had both died. And she had invited this medium to come and summon her husband and her baby to talk to them. And the medium took advantage of her, quote, mental state of grieving, a no state my ass, and told her that she was being attacked by the people who were killed by her husband's um Rifle, the Winchester. Mm -hmm. Because you know that's what won the war. And so what she needs to do is she needs to move out of the house and build a house. And she needs to keep building the house to the till she um, dies. So the spirits won't find her and kill her. And so Mrs. Winchester, she picked up and she moved across the country she found this little teeny tiny farmhouse in san jose and at the time there was nothing around it <laughs> i mean not a damn thing around it <laughs> right that's not true anymore oh hell no <laughs> <laughs> and then she turned this little teeny tiny house into this great big house and no, no um, blueprints would be ever would be ever match it mm -hmm. because once she made made a room, she would have it closed and locked, and then eventually it would be torn down. A new room would be made, and so on and so on and so on. And then they went into another theory that she was not best of art. Architects, you know, she didn't have any architecture training, and then they and they they listed about three or four theories. So as I'm sitting here, and I have a friend with me, <laughs> I heard Mrs. Winchester saying this very clear and very proper. She said, "It's none of your business what I do with my money." Or my home. Wow. And I couldn't help it. But <laughs> when I did that, my friend Michelle was like, you just talked to spirits, didn't you? You heard somebody, didn't you? <laughs> we're in this crowd. And I, and I mean, literally, we're like bump to bump. Because mm -hmm. the rooms are so small. And they quarter off half the damn room. Of this small room, right? Sure. And and so I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I 
so everybody's moving forward. I turn back to the rocking chair that's in this corner. And I start to have a little brief conversation with her. And so Michelle is going around telling everybody in the group that I am talking to Mrs. Winchester. <laughs> like, Michelle, shut up. <laughs> Love it. And she told me that it was okay not to worry about it. They do it all the time. <laughs> you continue to go with them because I'm going to end up getting lost. <laughs> right. Right. But it was just, it was just such an amazing, because you can never tell what level you were on. If you were on level one, two, or three, because we did go up to the third level. Uh-huh. I didn't know that we were on the third level. I didn't know um, we were on the second level sometimes. And I didn't know how the hell we got back to the first level. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it, it was one of those things. Her dying, her ballroom was mm -hmm. actually, Disney modeled her ballroom for the castle in Disney World. Interesting. Yeah. And Very it looks nice. just like it. Huh. Absolutely like it. And, um, you know, there's a lot of fascinating things about this small woman i mean she was only four foot nine right so i i i used to go there about every single day i would have conversations with um her and it was just an amazing thing so if anybody can be able to get down there and um just take the they got different types of tours they got night tours they've got um tours um, for the house, the special house. Then they got other tours that are, are for behind the scenes. I've taken that one as well. They got outdoor tours and they got so much for you to be able to do. So if you have a chance, I encourage you to be able to do that. And make sure you stay, stay with the group because you will get lost. <laughs> Well, one of the things that I really miss uh, from from being a kid and, and up through high school is there seemed to be a lot of little Halloween festivals and fall festivals that went on. Uh, schools would would have festivals where where there'd be all kinds of little little booths and and little haunted house and and games uh i remember uh when when i was younger uh they would uh they'd do things like they'd have a car smash they'd have an old car and people could hit it with a sledgehammer uh <laughs> and just beat the car all to hell uh and and get that aggression out um and I, I don't see that kind of stuff so much anymore as things have become more urban uh, and and virtual uh, it it's it's harder to find that kind of stuff going on um, you'll you'll find haunted houses and things like that but they're usually branded things that are run by some kind of a company high quality great stuff but it's it's more like a theme park than a festival uh and so i i missed some of that 
that simpler thing because I, I do think it harkens back a little more to what these times are all about. They, they are festivals and they are supposed to be for the common people to celebrate together. And uh, so I, I, I don't know that that kind of thing will ever come back uh, the way that I remember it. Uh, but I, I do miss that sort of neighborhood celebration that used to go on. And trick-or-treaters. Hardly get any trick-or-treaters anymore. Uh, so, uh, I guess that's me sounding old. But <laughs> it, it is an aspect. And it's something that I think that if someone is especially on this path... The, have your own little party. Have your own little Halloween party. And do your own celebration. It doesn't have to be a, a spiritual celebration. I mean, if you want to put some ritual in there, that's great. If you've if you got a circle like that, you can do that. But just bringing people together to dress up and play some games and enjoy spookiness, uh, that, that really goes all the way back. To, to things and uh, I, I encourage people to do that I, I regret that right now it's harder for me to host parties like I used to because because everything's just more complicated than it was for me and my world um, but my goodness if, if I uh, if I win the lottery uh, I'm gonna host some damn parties you can you can bet that uh, but it doesn't have to be super fancy. It doesn't have to be expensive. Get everybody to bring something uh, and, and celebrate. It doesn't have to be a, a big commercial experience. Uh, rant over. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, even the commercial commercial ones are still kind of fun. You know, it doesn't. The thing about it is you don't have to have a commercial one. You don't have to have a, a neighborhood one in order to have fun. I mean, when I was a kid, especially as a teenager, we used to go into the graveyards and scare the shit out of people. That was fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was what we used to do. It was so much fun back then. Especially, I mean, as a seventh in eighth grader, we didn't have a playground. The pl what was our track and our playground was the cemetery in the back. Literally. That is what our playground and our track was. And because it was called Cool Springs at the time. Now it's changed into an um, administration building. <laughs> and I, we would go out there, and I was scared the shit out of people. It was so much fun. <laughs> I love doing that. Sure. But even, but even you know, these other places that they have like zombie um, chases. I'm sorry, I never understood the zombie thing. Okay, <laughs> what I what I know about zombies is okay, you die. And when you come up, traditionally, you're supposed to do whatever that, um, quote, voodoo practitioner 
wants you to do. That is tradition. But they have, but you know, Hollywood has expanded that tradition to, at first, I want to eat your brains. <laughs> like, okay, so you eat their brains. Where does that go? Because the person's still fucking skinny. So he goes and he eats 100 <laughs> brains. I mean, where does it go? Does it go to his feet? It doesn't make him fat. Because does it go out this ass? Because, I mean, why would they need a toilet? Now it has expanded to they can know how to ride motorcycles, but they have but they put helmets on them. Why do they need helmets? I don't get that. And now they expanded it to sharks. You got zombie sharks now. You may what? be overthinking this, Nikki. No, it, it's, I'm just sitting here thinking, you know, what the hell? To me, I, that that's just a little bit too much. It's not believable to me. So I, I just have a problem with with the zombies. And then you've got the cornfields that a lot of, or the hay rides that a lot of people like to go to. That's fine. Um, I just number one, <laughs> you see it in all these fantasies and all these movies, right? They're running through. A cornfield. Have you ever run through a cornfield and not get cut? <laughs> I can't say that I've ever run through a cornfield, to be honest. I grew up on a farm. My uncle had a farm. You can't walk through a cornfield without getting fucking cut, okay? <laughs> Let alone run through the fucking cornfield without it getting cut. I'm like, really? Another reason why I will never be caught in a cornfield or a hayfield is, guess what? Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> right? Now, there you go. Uh, uh, movies don't scare me so much, but but books, books will get in there. And, yeah, his and, movies are never yeah. as scary as his books, you know. Well, they can't be. They just can't get into your head. I remember in The Stand, the description of going through the Holland Tunnel in the dark. And and the bodies and and you couldn't see and and the gooey bits and all of that. And it would just it was just horrible. <laughs> it was it was terrible stuff. And uh there, there's no way you can convey that as effectively in a film as you can with with what goes on in your heads. You know, right. it's it, it, and that I guess is the whole point because as magical practitioners, our whole purpose is to form an idea in our heads that is so powerful that it influences the world. Well, that's basically what we're doing. You make the vision, you put something behind it, you send it out, you watch it manifest. It's the power of the mind first. And I think that's true when it comes to anything else. The imagination, the ability to visualize and experience something in here, which is where it all happens anyway, 
is is always going to be much more powerful than any any external version of that. Uh, right. It's just and uh, again, once you come into contact with what your mind can do, all that other stuff is just silly. But now I really do want to see someone add a scene to a movie where someone runs into a cornfield and gets all cut up. Uh, <laughs> that would be terrific. I want to see that now. Yeah. Yeah. The real version of the cornfield. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like every single movie. I can name it. Signs. You. They run through the cornfield all the time. But, you know, with signs, there's another problem with signs, okay? Even though I do like the movie, okay? The, the movie's basically about a pastor who lost his faith, and he lives on a farm, and he's got a lot, he's got hundreds and hundreds of cornfields. And his brother lives with them. But throughout the entire movie, you never see them um, harvesting. You never see anybody working for them to harvest the corn. So how the hell do they make their money? How the hell does the corn get harvested? You never see any of that at all. Nick, Nikki, it feels like this has become a very critical <laughs> edition of, of Witch Hat Chats. Uh, there may be people looking I'm for sorry. something a little more. You said, you said, <laughs> when, you said, okay, why you got into horror movies. And then here I am when I got into film school, that's what made it worse for me because I look at <laughs> movies like a director now. And so I, I started asking a lot of those damn questions, but okay. So let's get back to those things. So if you know, I like to be able to go and do those those type of things, you know, like um, go through the haunted forest and stuff like that. So we'll go ahead and table that for now, and when we come back, we are going to do some spiritual spooky shit for for sewing. The Witching Hour is here, and new magical products arrive at Moonlight Potions and Charms. And what appears during the magical hour? Our mysterious Triple Goddess Hecate Key Necklace comes in two sizes, perfectly aligned with her wheel so her devotees can find their way through the darkness. The handsome hand of God statues believed to be protective talismans of luck fertility, abundance, and good health come in black or white. One of the best ways to bring your ancestors with you no matter where you go is our traveling ancestor altar on the go. They come in three sizes, small, medium, and large, perfect for all of your needs. They include candles, and oil, a toy for the little ones who passed on, and so much more to honor your beloved dead. And our Papa Legba key necklace are perfect for the devotees of the King of the Crossroads. It comes in two sizes, each one specifically prayed over and dedicated to Papa Legba himself. And appearing for the first time, Baron Sam D and Mama Grey J 
altar on the go limited edition. Yes, you can take your altar to the cemetery with you. How cool is that? The traveling altar is complete with top hats, coffin nails, across from Mama Bridget, and so much more with room for you to add your own items. The show Baron MD and Mama Bridget, the altar perfect for them. And don't forget our bare bone trio, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil, skeletons have returned. There is so much more in our wicked store to help you to embrace the power of your own magic. So come on in to Moonlight Potions and Charms at www.moonlightpotionscharms.com and discover the wicked things that ignite the magical passion in you. Anybody can tell you what is on a tarot or oracle card. What matters is seeing beyond what others may not be able to see and help the client to uncover what lies in the mist. What do readings from Moonlight Potions and Charms do? Wednesday, I did this ancestor reading and it was an amazing reading. And it was a detailed reading. And I remember talking to this customer's ancestors. And it was so delightful. And he wanted some questions to be answered about the magic in his family because he didn't know. And his family was mostly like most of our families are. You know how everything is like hush-hush when it comes to the magic in his family. And he wanted to know who can he actually talk to about the history of the magic in his family. And I was able to give him specifically who he can go to to talk to about that. What particular deity he can actually go to to be able to help him with this. and. It was just an amazing reading and, and talking to his ancestors. They were such a delight and they told me so much about this customer. It was just an absolutely wonderful, wonderful reading for him. And I was just so happy to be able to give him this wonderful reading. It's really amazing to be able to give people these readings these products that's really going to help them and be able to give back to the community because this is what Moonlight Posters and Charms is about we want to help you to embrace the power of your own magic that is what we are all about is to help you to do that both now and allow our wonderful staff to take care of your spiritual reading needs. And there is so much more in our Wicked store to help you to embrace the power of your own magic. So come on in to Moonlight Potions and Charms at www.moonlightpotionscharms.com and discover the wicked things that ignite the magical passion in you. Be sure to join us in October for our very special guests. On October 2nd, Granddaughter Crow. October 11th, we'll look at the spooky side of Saul Ravencraft. October 18th, we'll talk to Denny Sargent. October 23rd, we celebrate Samhain. 
And October 30th, we'll speak with Jaime Herodes. And welcome back to Witch Hat Chats, the Sawin edition 2022. I am Saul Ravencraft. I am here, of course, with Miss Nikki Kirby. And as promised, uh, we've talked about all kinds of things around Halloween and our enjoyment of the Halloween season. But this segment, we're really going to focus on some of the practical Sawin activities that we normally do on a wheel of the year episode uh and uh what are we gonna start with miss nikki well um our friend opa luna has generously um is going to make us learn how to make Salwin skulls i love her fiber magic it's just she does she does stuff that I never would have thought of. It's always creative, it's always clever, but there's always that little extra uh inspiration, that extra little connection behind it that uh makes it makes it matter. And it's the kind of thing where it, it's it's what I call stealth magic. And I sort of like that. I'll do this with a sigil where where uh the sigil is is presented in a way where it looks like a piece of art and has some sort of uh a typical uh positive phrase on it, you know, like hang in there or or something like that. <laughs> Uh, and, and you can put it right in front of people and they don't even know that magic is going on there. And it's the same thing. So many of the things that she makes are these cute kind of things that you, you feel like you'd buy a, in a, in a Tuesday morning store or something like that. Uh, and, and you don't realize the power that's in there. And, and that means that you can just, just let it work in plain sight. Uh, in mm -hmm. front of everybody, and they go, "Oh, isn't that cute? Isn't that sweet?" And they have no idea the work that it's doing. Love it. I love her stuff. I love her whole idea there. <laughs> I do too, especially the skulls. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go to divination. So. What I'm learning, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to use the Halloween Oracle. Oh, that that's, that's one of my favorites. I use that uh, all the time. As, since I discovered it, it has become one of my most important oracles to use. Right. And the cards are absolutely beautiful. And I've... And if you want to look in the summary, you can be able to find your own on Amazon. So we already set all that up for you. So today, I decided that we're going to be using the number 13. And this, it, so, and I'm going to be counting out 13 cards. And so, you know, I decided for Sawin, we are going to use, we're going to have this divination for something for everybody to um, cut and release because that, that's what basically sawing is. We're harvesting it and we're going to release what is no longer good for us and keep what is good for us. Capiche? 
All right, so let's start. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and lucky number thirteen. So don't let anybody ever tell you that the number thirteen is not lucky. They're not lucky. <laughs> you just tell them that. They are not lucky. Stupid assholes. <laughs> Ooh. The card of indivisibility. Can you see that really good? Yes. Awesome. So what I like to do when I do oracle readings is I always like to read what the author says. And then I will do my own on that on top of that. Because I feel that the author did this for a particular reason for each card. And I want you to know what that particular reason is. And then I will tell you what my insights. Invisibility means being authentic. Heart beating, we sense but do not see. They touch, we chill. They come unseen. You know that feeling you can sometimes have that someone is watching you. You cannot see them. Yet, you have a distinct feeling that someone is there. All the hairs are up on the back of your neck. You think you see something in the corner of your eye, but when you turn, there is nothing to see but empty air. This is the power and of invisibility. The indirect fear and the COVID threats of having to fight something that we cannot see. Humans have a strong visual sense, so it is no wonder that we are uneasy about things we cannot see. The ancients believed that all matters of creatures, myth of, mythical and physical, and of course the deities, could make themselves invisible as well. When we consider that some animals are camouflaged so well by their coats or behaviors that sometimes, even if we're looking straight at them, they are hard to see within their environment. That invisibility isn't such a far-fetched concept. In many cultures, the idea of being who could watch us undetected were and still are common. The jinn, angels, natural spirits, fae, and even practitioners of magic, such as witches, are said to have the power to appear and disappear at will. But later, in literature, and then in the movies, invisibility becomes a common power. And we have fictional superheroes that are invisible in even cloaks of invisibility. The concept of invisibility is a double-edged sword. While in the most powerful tool to be able to gain information or to insist while no one sees, individuals using it are privy to information that may not be meant for them. 
and it may be taken out of context or unethically. It is a power of manipulation and easily abused. The idea of hiding away and not being seen is also a big part of the dark side of this concept. We are all born to shine light out into the world and to take our role. Hiding our talents, not expressing our true selves, stealing others' idea or work, and being someone else rather than your authentic self are all about aspects to consider should this card appear in your reading. You know, the one thing that I really tell people is that everyone is born with the conditioned self. And what that means is the conditioned self is your default self. It is the one that's supposed to protect you. It's the one that's supposed to tell you when and when not to cross the street, make you look both ways for your safety. So that way you don't just walk out in front of a car or bus or train or anything like that and instantly get you killed. But once the conditioned self starts to develop, it wants to keep you the same person that you always were. It doesn't want you to become or grow at all. It doesn't want you to change at all. So what it does is it does anything it can to prevent you from doing that. It lies to you. It's the one that says, if you have a thought of writing a book, it doesn't matter what the topic is, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, it's the one that says, you can't write that book. Nobody's ever going to publish that book. Nobody is ever going to buy that book. They'll laugh at you. That is the condition self. And it's influenced by... Your family, um, your friends, your your work colleagues, your culture, society, and so many and so many more. So basically, that is what your identity becomes. What your authentic self is, it's the one that told you, yes. I can write that book and I should write that book and I'm going to write that book because people need that book and they would want me to write that book because they want to listen to what I have to say. It's the one that's trying to break you out of that shell and it's the one that is aligned with spirit. It wants you to become in line with spirit. So it's the one that's going to tell you the truth. It's the one that is focused on brave, bravery. The conditioned self is focused on fear. So if you want to start a new business, if you want to quit your old, old job to go to this new job, doesn't matter if the new job pays less or doesn't have as good benefits. If it's something that you want to do, then maybe you should do it do it but that is more into the alignment of what you want to do maybe that's what the authentic self wants you to do because when you start doing things 
what other people want you to do. You put yourself into this cage. And you're giving somebody else the key. And you become depressed. And with depression, it's, depression simply is nothing more than my being angry. And we are taught in the society to take our anger and just stuff it down. We're not taught how to properly deal with it. And so when we stuff it down, we stuff it down into our shadow. And that is one way of creating the shadow. But the problem is, your shadow, every time you push something down, your shadow becomes enlarged. And although that cage becomes enlarged, the cage is never going to keep that shadow self inside all the time. And when it bubbles out, and it can bubble out over absolutely nothing, it will become enraged. And a lot of times it will show itself in, in ways that you will never possibly imagine. But that's the reason why we need to learn how to deal with our anger. And we also need to do things that are in alignment for ourselves without caring what other people think. Because this is your path. It's not somebody else's path. This is your path. It's not your mommy's. It's not your daddy's. It's not your children's. It's not your hubby's or your wifey's or whoever else keeps saying, no, you can't do this. We're not going to do this. Blah, blah, blah. Because where there's a will and a witch, there is a way. So stop disappearing into somebody else's dream and appearing in your own. And that's what this card is meaning. And there you go. Wow. Well, that uh, that's a lot to take in. Yep. And now you know why I only do one. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's a lot to take in. <laughs> well, we're getting close to the end of our time today. And... Uh, with the Wheel of the Year episodes, we always have uh, a spell, and uh, I have the honor of that today. So today's spell is going to be very general, looking at this being that time of the year where the veil is thin. It's not something that can only be used at Samhain, but it is something that is especially appropriate here. And what we're going to do is to open ourselves and invite connection with those entities that would make contact with us for our greater good. Uh, you notice we're putting some parameters on there. Uh, when people talk to me about things like Ouija boards and that kind of thing, uh, and they go, uh, you know, is, is that safe to use? Well, any kind of connection uh, can be as safe as it can be, uh, but you gotta, you have to do it on purpose. You have to, uh, you have to make some choices about how all this is going to happen. You, you don't just grab the Ouija board and say, hey, anyone want to connect? Uh, I mean, that's the, that's the same thing as, as going downtown and walking around in your underwear and saying, hey, anyone want to take me home? I mean, 
you're, you're going to get an answer. It may not be the one you're looking for. <laughs> right? You got to have some parameters around this. And the first parameters are making sure that you are grounded and shielded. We're not going to do that as part of the exercise right now. Uh, use the methods that are comfortable for you. If you want to cast a full circle and do all of that, that's fine. But at the very least, make sure that you do a brief ritual to take all that stress and ick that's that's uh, hanging on you right now and send that stuff down into the ground and remind yourself of your natural shield. So if you are connecting with something that isn't exactly what you want to connect with, uh, remember, you have the authority to go, no, not you, not you. Back off, dude. Uh, that's, that's part of the whole process. Um, so we're going to assume that that has already been done. I've done that as part of my preparation for the program. Um, you're going to want a candle. A purple candle is lovely. Purple is especially well suited to the... Um, uh, to the uh, spirit connection. I just noticed that the wick needs to be trimmed a little bit, so I'm going to try and do something about that. And I'm just going to trim this wick down. Candles always come with an extra long wick uh, because that's part of the making process. But you should always trim it down to about a quarter inch. Cut that there. There, that's a little bit more like what I'm looking for. All right, and I've got a little holder. Actually, this is the way I've started doing my holders now. Uh, I just get a votive jar or shot glass or something like that, and I put dirt or sand. I've got one that I've got BBs in, <laughs> uh, and it'll hold any size candle that'll fit in the jar. So anything from a, a, a chime candle like this to a, um, uh, to a, a larger taper candle is held there and I don't have to worry so much about having the exact right holder for the exact right candle. Um, now before we put it in there we're going to dress it. Here I have some psychic oil uh, which is made by our friend cedar who was on the program some time ago she makes the most wonderful oils uh, you can also use your own oil uh, that you make i have uh, a few that, that i've uh, put together for my own purposes this is specifically designed to connect with psychic energy though and the way i dress as I take a little oil on my finger and I start in the middle of the candle and I move toward the bottom and I move toward the top and just get that energy to flow in both directions there. Now, when you dress a candle, or you get a candle that has been magically dressed, it's not necessarily going to give off that scent while it burns. Um, that's a scented candle, and that's a different thing. Uh, if you want to create a magical candle that is scented and put a lot of oil in there, so that's part of it, uh, you can certainly do that. 
but it's not necessary to the process. Um, you will smell it as you're dressing it, and you'll have that on your fingers. Uh, now, the psychic oil uh, here is, is certainly appropriate, but other oils that you might consider, cinnamon is very good for this process, uh, peppermint oil, a rose oil, all things that are very easy to get hold of have a connection with this kind of energy. Uh, now, if the aroma is very important to your process, then you may want to have a, um, uh, some incense burning. And the kinds of incense, I mean, there are many that are appropriate, but the old standbys of frankincense or myrrh, very ancient incense that were about spirit. They were about connecting with spiritual things. Uh, so consider having that. So once your candle's dressed and it's set up, we're just going to take a moment to breathe and pull ourselves into the moment. So take a deep breath, filling your lungs and letting your abdomen come out. Good deep breath all the way down into the lungs. Hold it for a moment. Let it go. If you're dealing with allergies or illness right now, you may have some restrictions on your breathing. That's okay. Just do the best you can. Breathe in and out. And notice that as you practice breathing deeply, that you're able to draw more air in as you go, that, that the, the, everything gets exercised and loosened up. And just continue breathing deeply. I'm going to light the candle. As I light the candle, I'm going to begin to picture my intention. And my intention for right now is that this candle and the smoke from this candle, the heat that rises from this candle, carry with it my connection to the spirits that I wish to connect with. And I invite connection with my ancestors. I invite connection with the elemental energies with the gods and goddesses, particularly those that help guard the dead, that help guard the gateways. Entities such as Papa Legba that open up those gateways. And all of the spirits, all of the entities that wish to connect with me for my greatest good. And I state that intention explicitly. I don't want, don't want anyone who's going to throw shade. I want someone who's going to connect with me specifically for the purpose of my greatest good. I picture that in my head. You may say it out loud if you wish. It's not necessary, but sometimes that resonance helps. Now, what do I want to do with these entities? That has to be explained as well. I wish to receive wisdom. I wish to receive teaching. I wish to be shown those things that are difficult for me to see. I want revealed to me what will help me on my path, what will help me to manifest my intentions, what will help me to understand the world and its people better. 
what will make me a more potent magician and what will help me to live a peaceful and prosperous life. I ask for whatever revelations will help me to spread love and to help those around me who are ready for my help and to continue to love and support those who are not ready. Help me to release those burdens that are not good for me, to release those toxins, those poisons I consume physically, spiritually, situationally, and help me see those things that will help me do better. Help me find the inspirations in winter so that I am ready for the spring. Help me to recognize the support I have both in the physical world and the unseen world. I am open to all of these revelations. Now let the candle burn for as long as you will. Meditate with it. Continue breathing deeply and let those visions, let those ideas pass into you from the entities that will connect. Ideally, you let the candle burn all the way down. If there is not time for that, you can reuse the candle and repeat this intention, which I think is a good thing to do. You, uh, when you are ready, you can snuff the candle with your fingers, or if you have a little snuffer, sometimes that's nice. You don't want to blow the candle out. That is an affront to the element of fire. And then allow yourself to close out of the sessions. Show gratitude for all that have come to you, for all that have guarded you, and for all that will continue to provide inspiration and revelation to you. Thanks to the ancestors, the gods, the goddesses, the entities, and all the spirits that are here for your greater good. And then I always like to do an official sort of a wrap-up phrase, uh, so mote it be sort of a thing. And the one that I generally use is, it is done, it is done, it is done. If you don't have a purple candle, a white candle is a great one to use. Um, you can use any candle that you have at hand. A birthday candle will work. Right? Don't make this hard. Uh, just be aware that there are some influences with some of the colors that you might choose. Um, you know, a black candle tends to be more of a banishing energy. Red candle is going to be more of a, uh, a, a passion, a driving kind of energy, very fiery energy there. Uh, and if you're using that candle, you, you can do it, right? Just make sure you're aware of the natural energies that are around that candle and that you are uh, arranging how you interact in your, uh, in your ritual uh, to accommodate that, right? To balance it out and uh, uh, do it on purpose. That's the way it is with all magic, isn't it, Nikki? You should do it on purpose. And if you do that, you can pretty much do it any way you need to. That's right. That's the whole point 
of the exercise. <laughs> this was a very special edition of, of Witch Hat Chats, I must say. We, we went in a lot of different directions, and we were... We, we got into to areas of our own appreciation of the season that we don't normally get to get into when we're, we're trying to keep it all in the box. We opened the box this time. I like it. Well, we're always outside the box most of the times anyway. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And that's all for our show today. Join us next week when Saul and I will be chatting with Jamie Gironis. Ladies, these are our rights and no one gives or takes them away from us because we are not property. So make sure to let the men know and understand this. So vote because we want these slave owners out of office. We want to kick them out and fire them. So make sure you wear your mask. Keep your vaccinations and your boosters up support the people that are helping you and give them gratitude thank them and keep your fuzzy babies your family and yourself safe and have an absolute wonderful solid <laughs> You have been listening to Witch Hat Chats. Host, Miss Nikki Kirby. Co-host, Saul Ravencraft. Executive producer, Nikki Kirby. Producer, Saul Ravencraft. Video editors, Magical Miss Entertainment. Miss Made Productions. Witch Hat Chats theme song, The Middle Witch, by Serena Giannini, Magical Myth Entertainment, Myth Made Productions, sponsored by Ever Moving We Rise, Moonlight Places and Charms, Texas Mojo Man, copyrighted 2020 through 2022, by Nikki Kirby and Witch Hat Chats, trademark, all rights reserved. All material of Witch Hat Chats is a trademark of Nikki Kirby and Magical Myth Entertainment. This podcast is for information only and is not an offering of sale to any security of Witch Hat Chats, trademark, or its projects or its affiliates. All video, audio, and music are the property of Nikki Kirby and Witch Hat Chats trademark and may not be disclosed, distributed, or reproduced without the express written permission of Nikki Kirby and Witch Hat Chats trademark.